0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. You found the Dark Times?
1: Yes, I was once a Game Master, same as your father. I wish I'd known him. He was the best podcaster in the galaxy, and a cunning editor. I understand you've become quite a good podcaster yourself. And he
0: was a good friend. Hello and welcome back to the Dark Times a Saga Edition podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite farm boy. And I'm Stephen, your favorite aging master. You And aging you are, Stephen. I see it in your face every single time we do this podcast. Each episode <laughs> takes... Each episode takes five years off your life, Stephen. And-
1: oh, hold on, Sam. I can't hear you. I'm, I'm staring at my big countdown clock to the hiatus I have on the <laughs> wall here. It's a giant LCD screen that takes up half of my room.
0: It's like, it's like the fucking 24. Like doo-doo, doo-doo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really it's painstaking for me to edit out the noise it makes every single time we record God, this Sam, you were
1: the only other like person in my peer group that like knows what 24 is. <laughs> holy fuck you're the only other person i've like have met that knows what 24 is besides my parents thank god I thought it was a dream <laughs> i know i like i'm only familiar with 24 because it aired right before king of the hill
0: <laughs> it's it's
1: it's really dad tv it, it's full on dad tv though pretty cool concept for prestige television back back in the day you know because oh, yeah. every episode it was all real time right I
0: don't know. Fucking yeah, I that was the thing. It was all about a it. season.
1: A season of 24
0: was 24 hours. No fucking way. Yeah, really. it
1: was a real time like show. I mean, there, there was some, you know, like to cut some corners, but it, it was that was like the idea.
0: That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'll have to check. Well, it's not like 24 times podcast, <laughs> even it's the dark times. And You're we right. have some feedback from last week.
1: You're right. Let's get into
0: it. We have some feedback from Lil Literalist on Reddit. We talked about running. Uh, he ran a one shot for us last. Uh, so good. I'm still thinking about it. Absolutely. And he said, in addition to saying that stormtroopers were readying actions, there were also some civilians who tried going out that way, the front door where Steven's character got gunned down, who were also stunned by stormtroopers waiting outside. Yeah. And he puts in parentheses 15 stormtroopers, three or four speeder bikes and a speeder escort. It was perfectly conveyed. <laughs> i'm not i never never doubted that i like how we're tripling down on your incompetence Steven. that's a first for this show i've been a player this is my third time being a player <laughs> in this system Shh, don't tell them that they're supposed to know no <laughs> play saga edition we promise you'll be able to play someday <laughs> little literalist also says modules can be very bare bones i remember that matt once ran the mask of darth nihilus and I think it was over within an hour, since there was only one combat encounter.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's kind of an infamous module for that reason, because people see, oh, dude, Mask of Darth Nihilus is so cool. we Are going to run this? And then it, it does. Uh, you, it's, it's rare that this module minutes. takes more than two hours, from what I've read. This is not the first time I've seen this sentiment. Damn, Very damn funny. it! The
0: fu- my my four CT Killer party. <laughs> it's yeah, that's four so different four different trick step droids. <laughs> well, we should speed
1: run Mask of Darth Nihilus. That'd be fun. Yeah.
0: Keep an eye on the Patreon for me and Steven speedrunning mask of Darth Nihilus. It's it's a little <laughs> ironic, uh, because it's
1: it's one of the more detailed modules in the books, but it's very short.
0: That's crazy. They were really just like flexing their, their story muscles at that point, right? They were. Yeah. Lil Literalist also mentioned that, you know, Born Leader doesn't stack with forewarn allies since they're <gasps> both inside bonuses. I didn't catch that on that day, but I should have thought to look it up when going over your character beforehand. I've mostly just seen that talent as a prerequisite for Heavy Fire Zone, so I didn't give it much thought. There's a thing that fixes this, right? Isn't there like a talent from that same talent tree that fixes this? Uh, In the leadership talent tree? I'm going to pull it up right now.
1: think so. There might be something on leadership talent tree that makes your buffs untyped, or at least makes your born leader untyped. I want to know.
0: Coordinated leadership with born leader and coordinate as the prerequisites you coordinate your actions with other leaders choose one talent you possess from the leadership talent tree the bonuses you provide with this talent are now considered to be untyped bonuses allowing them to stack with the bonuses granted by your allies as well as i mean i this is me paraphrasing here but as well as other typed bonuses that you provide oh really i mean why wouldn't it that you're changing it to untyped it would make it stack with other bonuses
1: you aren't your own ally
0: it doesn't say that. It just says it. it just, that just says what untyped bonuses would mean in this context. I don't think it means necessarily that you wouldn't be able to use it. Oh, yeah, it,
1: you're right. It just says they become untyped. It does grant an yeah. example of like stacking with other allies. But yeah, it says they become untyped. So, yeah, that, that would be the key there. Coordinated leadership.
0: Because without that that participle at the end, there fucking SAT word, by the way. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Way to go. Wow. You got a correct use of the word participle (laughs) outside of like high school English class. Way to go, Sam.
0: Yeah. Without that participle there, it would just be like, what the fuck's an untyped bonus? I don't know what this means. It's just an example for. Yeah, but
1: you're right. It it would not. I mean, the way I'm reading it, I'm sure there's someone out there who feels differently, but yeah, untyped is untyped. It doesn't matter who's, who's laying it down. Um, I could have sworn, I I like checked this when I built the character, I thought they were different bonuses, but they, they totally are the same. I, I thought Born leader was insight and forewarned was like um, sort of like a C or something
0: <laughs> outside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Little litter continues. Noble support characters can be very fun. If you enjoyed that, I highly suggest you try out some of thin Mungo's abilities and the master of intrigue talent tree. Both great suggestions. Uh, I do remember thin Mungo. That was uh, for a build submission, not long ago. I, I, in between my incessant chuckling throughout that whole episode, I, I was paying attention to, to Mongo's build and I was, I was also impressed and, and even tempted to, to play something like that myself.
0: I believe that was our outlaw build showcase, right?
1: I believe so. Thin Mungo certainly awesome. sounds like an outlaw to me.
0: <laughs> All right, Steven, we talked about, uh, game mastering one shots last week, and I'm sure yeah. we've talked about today's topic in the past as well but i feel like it's a it was a good it was still fresh in our minds so it probably helps to go over it again yeah for the listeners out there who play one shots every week you know, you know you know you're you know who you are you play <laughs> saga edition regularly you lucky bastard we're talking about playing a one shot versus playing a long form campaign as a character
1: yeah um this is uh, i think this is going to be a good discussion because we we both have a lot of thoughts on the subject because we've 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 been around the block you and me Sam a few times we've had our fair share of one shots our fair share of long form campaigns and they're, they are different and playing in them feels very distinct.
0: Absolutely. There's things that, uh, I, I feel like it's, there's a lot of power level stuff involved in playing a one shot versus playing a long form campaign, especially, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we were limiting this conversation to running a module as a one shot, right? Is that in sort of that those, was last the episode? Yeah. Yeah. But is that is that applying to this conversation here? Or are we just doing one shots in general? Like I'm fine. I think we'll just, do, I mean, there isn't much playing a one
1: shot that you would do in a module that you wouldn't do otherwise. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. That's fair.
1: So you mentioned power levels. One shots are like w- when I'm playing one shot, it's usually one of my seldom opportunities to like play above level five in an RPG. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least that that's the most common thing. And it's fun because that's when you really get to get into the really complicated nitty gritty stuff. Like, you get to really full flex prestige classes when otherwise you may not be able to or, you know, most campaigns fizzle out. What was that? Um, it, it's a f- incomplete statistic, but still a, a telling one. What was that big like one D&D census where like actively used player characters like how far skewed left was was the level it was like
0: it was like four or five or something like that like it was never above six yeah there was like I'm no characters sure.
1: above levels like five or six and most of them were like level one or two
0: not to fucking call out call it where i see it but uh if uh high level dnd was any fun maybe there'd be more players at those levels <laughs> <laughs> Oh oh, 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 look at me, look at me, oh man, oh man. What do you mean I don't get the cool wish spell till level eighteen? Sorry. We're just a bunch of three point
1: five <laughs> old heads hitting hating on a game that, that we're not cool enough to enjoy. Sorry so.
0: that multiclassing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Play Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Woo! I, I like fucking spray paint it on the wall of the studio and then and then I throw the can out the window.
1: And then the Pinkertons hold you down and, and redact it. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> Is that okay to say?
1: That actually happened to someone, didn't it? No one died. And no no one was like physically hurt. They made his wife cry.
0: That's awful. One shots. One shots. Steven, I want you to... Steven, I'm I'm putting my hand on your shoulder now.
1: Okay. Your hands are cold.
0: (laughs) You're not... Depending on the one shot... My hands are clammy also. It's the podcast hands. Uh, (laughs) Depending on the one shot, you're not going to be able to build a CT killer. No, you're not gonna. I'm sorry. It's not going to be perfect. You know, you're not going to have time to reprogram away all your feats and talents to make you a CT killer. You
1: mean I can't show up to every one shot with the same highly aggressive, super combat oriented build? But Sam, I thought you said one shots are basically just
0: miniature uh, scenarios. When the fuck did I say? First of all, when did I say that? I, well, I said that. Second <laughs> of all, never put words in my mouth, you son of a bitch. I know. I no, Steven, one shots are fun. They're supposed to be fun. You're you're not here to take 30 minutes on your turn and keep other people from playing the damn game because you keep chaining fortune's favor. No, uh, well, actually, that's really cool. Never mind.
1: <laughs> I feel a straw man brewing.
0: Mmm, <laughs> yummy. A straw <laughs> mm, waiter, more straw men, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the point I, it's not um, it's not saying you can't for no fun. I'm saying that you're it's not likely. Is the point I'm making. Yeah. You can do cool condition track stuff. I don't think you're going to make the perfect CT build for a one-shot. One-shots to me are the opportunity to play an unoptimized character. It doesn't need to be tried and true. It can just be, hey, maybe I'm going to dip into a level of officer. I've never played officer before and I'm not 100% sure what to do, but I'm going to grab a talent and see what happens.
1: It's a great chance to try stuff out. And, you know, there's been... I'm reminded of a few conversations I'd, I'd rather not remember about Swissy online. But um, I played a uh, I played a knife guy, my first noble, who was also a scoundrel, uh, Quince, and that's how I like learned the hard way that you can't really play a knife guy.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, there's there's 3 feats specifically having to build up to this cool knife thing and, and then and then your knife sucks
1: and knife trick is really fucking cool as a talent goes like there are very few talents that are as cool as knife trick but you're still a knife guy
0: at the end yeah, of the you're day. You're still a knife guy. You got to have you know what um here's all Steven here's how we fix Saga edition. Give it the rune system from Pathfinder second edition you put returning on your knife now you're a cooler knife guy honestly
1: yeah i mean those are basically just the the equipment upgrades right
0: yeah but fucking bouncing more, that way more potent yeah crazy. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah equipment upgrades that that doubles the dice of damage and changes what type it is and shit no
1: but you know and i think the point we're building towards here is, is that you know it's 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 tie like a, a one shot is a perfect opportunity to go hog wild like off the rails especially like totally diverge from how you and your group normally play the game, but it's still important to still or you know read the room and be normal uh, <laughs> about playing with other people.
0: Be respectful, Stephen is the oh, correct yeah. word. That's,
1: that's what I meant by normal. Sorry, normal is a four letter word <laughs> around here. We we use we use respectful, but it, it like but that's kind of the 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 grand opportunity. You know, we it, it, check check episode diddly bop for our discussion on on session zeros, <laughs> but it's it's great because. You know, we talked about running a one shot that we'd said it's time to make it high octane, memorable, bombastic, you know, explosive storytelling. Players have an equal responsibility in in how distinct and memorable the the story is and their actions and abilities kind of paint that picture. So you should keep that in mind for your next one shot. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to change? What am I going to build? That's really just going to take this shit over the top, because odds are. Everyone at the table is hoping for some over-the-top, highly memorable action. You, like we said last time, you've got to pack a whole campaign's worth of excitement into three, no more than four and a half hours. I, another thing I like to is see if you can to try try this challenge yourself next time. See if you can fit a whole campaign's worth of character development into three or four hours.
0: <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> That's great.
1: The character that comes to mind is, is Screeth. This was a, um, oh gosh, I almost said rat folk, but, um, that's not, that's not Renat. Yes. Yes. Um, our dear friend played a Renat named Screeth who was built entirely around maximizing his use of a miniaturized, uh, gosh, what was CT CT one, blast cannon, CT one, blast cannon, effectively your, your star Wars equivalent of a shotgun. Just, just incredible. Uh, th- this character was stealthy, mean, animalistic, biting everyone and everything. Great new- dig speed. Would you ever choose a character with a dig speed in a in a long form campaign? <laughs> I know I certainly wouldn't, but we did. And it paid off more than once.
0: Yeah, the burrow speed of two squares. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Still got some sneak attacks off of it, though. Oh, absolutely. It, it was great. It was great.
1: He wore nothing but a tiny little jacket inspired by that of like Charlie from Always Sunny, like you know that little green one with the with the two patches <laughs> on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was Squeak. That was
1: all there was to him, and it was it. And honestly, I had more depth than than a lot of PCs I've played <laughs> alongside.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, I I'd like to think of him as like. Imagine if Rocket Raccoon was like a. Uh, like if Rocket Raccoon had a spice problem and yeah. was also a kleptomaniac.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Rocket a little bit of a, I don't I don't read, I don't know anything about I it. I
0: don't read comics either. No. I mean, only Star Wars ones about Count Dooku's uh, breasts or whatever.
1: Which one, which Dark Horse comic is about Count
0: Dooku's breasts,
1: Sam? Please provide a link. A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Twice the breasts, double the fall. Twi- <laughs> oh, I know. Come on. Twice the breasts, double the bra. <laughs> come on.
0: I was going to cut this bit out, and then you made that joke, so it now it has to stay Too in. funny to cut. We're losing <laughs> yeah. we're losing some Patreons for this one. Uh, it's a sacrifice we make for podcast comedy. <laughs> Twice the breasts, double the bra. <laughs> it's also the player's responsibility to bring an amenable character to a one shot because it would suck to show up to a one shot and then one fourth of the party be unwilling to participate in the one shot
1: yeah and then (laughs) do you you remember how we um do you remember how we handled that with screeth who was on like a a very extreme and like out of place character
0: weren't you uh weren't wasn't quince like his his buddy yeah
1: exactly the the whole the way the buddy way out the the classic storytelling move this is han and chewie we gave we made Screeth believable and we gave Screeth a soul because we gave him a friend because Aww, everyone yeah. knows that. OK, Screeth was a, a rancorous, terrible, like Tasmanian devil-esque character. But because he had a friend to center him, we all automatically knew, OK, this guy can't be that bad. He has a friend. <laughs> yeah. He can't be
0: that awful because people want to hang
1: out with them. Exactly. <laughs> he has a lifelong friend and business partner. This is this is this suddenly grounds the character in reality I love it. and I makes love him it. like, you know, real. It gives him dimension instead of Can just we well,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead. Go that's
1: instead of just, you know, rocket raccoon with a, a trigger finger and <laughs> spice problem.
0: Can we I, I would love to just keep talking about our one shot characters from the from our friends uh, one shot that they ran. The we there was quince the the guy knife wielder Yeah. Screeth the renat shotgunner mm-hmm. I was playing drab the uh duros gambler who in it what's fucking I don't think he took the gambler talent but no. in retrospect that would have been really funny yes uh <laughs> ex mercenary who I would role play him pulling out like tickets for pod racing that he was betting on and and just be like I don't need to roll he loses <laughs> Do you remember that, Stephen? I do. I do. Because was- the game master would be like, OK, do you want to roll? I was like, no, no, no. He just loses and he tears it up and he throws it.
1: It was it was fun because it was easily one of the most pathetic characters you've ever played, which is saying something because you, you've you played some quite like sopping wet, pathetic blurbos in your day. And Jadlosh was was so bad at just existing, so bad at everything, that we still talk about him to this day. That is actually another perfect archetype of, of a one-shot character. Just a horrendously awful man.
0: Jadlosh, no. So Jadlosh wasn't that bad. He was he is a gambling addict who always lost, and I made sure that he always lost. And then, so he just has a bad sense of judgment. Strike two was he wanted to hang out with. With Quince and Screech, which already doubles down on his bad sense of judgment, and strike—he was hold. His whole deal was that it was like a return fire build, like attack of opportunity build. Oh, yeah. So he was okay at that, but the problem was I gave him what was a double react or whatever it's called, a rapid reaction. Yeah, And yeah. that doesn't let you take attack of opportunities to the same trigger no. twice in one round. Yeah, no, it has to be not. a separate action. Sadly, yeah. uh. You know, and I think we actually did an episode where we covered his build on the show. I don't remember what episode that was. Oh, I don't know if we did Jad. Yeah, we've done Jad Losh. Have we done Jad? Yeah, Jad Losh. Is he? I actually I
1: kind of I'm sorry. I'm calling you on this now. I got to check the folder. Uh Oh, oh, no, he ain't here. He's not here. No, I think we might have talked about the concept. Maybe almost certainly you may be confused. We've talked about pulse a lot who was, I, I don't want to say similar, but like kind of in the same family of builds. Pulse
0: was very much heavy action economy. Get as many attacks as possible in. Yeah. but Yeah. No, not. Okay. And then maybe we didn't cover Jad Losh. Uh, maybe in the future.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Jad Losh. I have Quince's stat block still too. So we, that we could actually, that'd be nice to dig into the, into the past. I, I bet oh. I could get Screeds too. That would be fun.
0: Yeah, we could re up the 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 crew of the Charity's Rest.
1: Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I, that, that is still the best ship name I've ever come up with.
0: Oh, it's so our smuggling vessel was it's called so the Charity's Rest. It, it was great. It was. Didn't it get? Didn't it get impounded in the first session? Yeah,
1: I think we started <laughs> with it impounded.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: It was uh, what, what's the name of the ship? It, it's the best ship in Swissy. Um, a Wayfarer class. Wayfarer
0: ooh!
1: Everyone knows ooh. these That's the one with the big Detachable cargo pod on it
0: Yes
1: These are yes. badass
0: Yeah so there was a couple other Characters in that one shot as well but we got Screeth, The Renat shotgunner Quince The knife wielding the guy Jadlosh The fail wife Gambler
1: <laughs> Okay I guess we're just saying Things then- like that on there now <laughs>
0: What what do you mean? You don't mean to say it? It's true.
1: It's fine. Um, (laughs) Another, uh, probably a good example of what not to do um, in a one shot. (laughs) And and another example of what you definitely should do in a one shot. There was a character who was like intentionally brooding. And this player was going through a thing at the time. And we actually don't even hang out with them anymore. But the character was intentionally obstructive, uh, violent, evil, was originally pitched as a thir- uh, 15 year old and then doubled to 30 when the game master was like, you cannot play a teenager at my table. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird for your character to be just in, uh, involved. <laughs> not that yeah. children can not don't have places in the Star Wars universe, but the rest of the party was very shady characters.
1: <laughs> shady, uh, but cooperative.
0: <laughs> yes. Wasn't it a Kodru G, like Sith cultist or something like I that? I believe
1: so. A, a believer Kodru G, I believe, which is yeah. really, really cool on the surface. But this this character was not played. Locate, okay, like, listeners here. Like, come on. We're, we're talking shit, so keep it down. Literally, this character's like, like, the player described them sitting away from the party at the back of the bar in shadow, arms crossed.
0: <laughs> how do you, how do you uh, rope them in? Steven, in we your Game Shocked. Master expertise... How do you rope that character into the campaign? To the one shot, I've only got three hours, Stephen. You need to rope this character in and get them involved for right now. I don't care how fucking moody the player is. You need to do it. Uh, 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 suddenly, stormtroopers—an <laughs> oldie but a goodie. <sighs> Let me dust that one off. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, uh, you're in a promenade. <laughs> Oh
1: god, the, wow, deep cut to the intro of Dawn of Defiance, way to go. Thank you. Very thank nice, you. instantly recognizable.
0: About as far as most listeners have gotten in Dawn of Defiance, <laughs> the first encounter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so
1: funny. I don't remember how our game master got that player involved, but I think they ended up just insisting out of character that they please at least move closer to where the rest of the party <laughs> was seated, so they could like... And they did. That's they like great. ended up like brooding,
0: like in the booth next to ours. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Unrelated. Can we talk about how you ran Donna defiance? Our characters were all separate in the promenade. Yes. Uh, I, I recall Fry was a gambler. First of all, first of all, you could tell it was my first wussy character because I played a droid. And also I took the gambler talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was your first talent. The gambler. T- it really yeah. comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like poetry.
0: It's like poetry. It rhymes. Fry had the gambler talent. And I think the first three rounds of the combat, I was gambling. Does
1: that? Does I, that I, really I do it? remember because I, I remember <laughs> you asked me pull up the gambling rules, which I was not exactly prepared for.
0: Because so, I hey, had a module. Hey.
1: It was my first time game mastering and I like had everything I thought I needed. And then you're like, I'm going to gamble. And I'm like, um, I think I saw that in the core rule book. Let me check.
0: Hey, 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 I I took one step outside of the gambling establishment and I was shooting down stormtroopers like nobody's business. Like, you can't say I wasn't amenable. I just immediately jumped into combat. So funny. That's that's how that
1: party started, too. The the party Jedi was just like.
0: Jumps on a table.
1: Yeah, jumps on table, ignites lightsaber. I'm like, oh, well, it's the dark times.
0: Yeah, that's not going to draw attention to you at all. No,
1: nope, not going not gonna to shape the whole rest of the campaign uh, uh, totally at all.
0: That's great.
1: Um, oh, that's, I, that's I did so mean to good. mention the final character of of that one shot party we were describing. Oh,
0: absolutely! <laughs> Another example of what you should and shouldn't do. <laughs> kind of, he's kind of both at once. I mean,
1: if your table's yeah. comfortable with this sort of thing, which which we were, you you should because it was funny as hell. Not a Cathar, but the the big lion guys,
0: the tiger guys,
1: tiger guys. Do do we have a name? Oh, I don't fucking chat.
0: Let me (laughs) chat. (laughs) Togorian, Togorian, Togorian. Is that it? Tridarian, Tridarian. No, it's not. (laughs) Not Tridarian. Not Toydarian. It's Togorian.
1: Yeah, you're right. Togorian. These are official. Oh fuck. Yeah, bud. I thought these Force were Leash
0: campaign guy, baby.
1: Wow. Cool. Um, Yeah. So this character was a Togorian male stripper with
0: <laughs> two <laughs> rocket, rocket launchers
1: and flashing clear.
0: Uh, that player and me came up with that concept for a character at like three in the morning, two days before the, the one shot. That's how Screeth was
1: born, too. <laughs> that, that's, that's when streets player and i made made our characters as well
0: the stars aligned for it was, that one shot huh? it was
1: beautiful um and and you know we won't go into it but a very very fascinating heavy weapons build like dual wielding heavy weapons build despite the the flavor despite the the gyrating like bluetooth speaker <laughs> fanny pack toting like you know
0: he was so great <laughs>
1: A, fan, a very fascinating build, um, despite everything else. Unfortunately, you couldn't join us for our last session, which was genuinely, like, the low point of that one shot.
0: <laughs> it's because the uh, Tagorians are large. And we yeah. were like, oh, my God, large creatures. You can dual wield large weapons if you wanted to. That's <laughs> so Just great. awful. Just awful. Oh, so good. That's where the... You know what? Our Our game master for that was a fucking trooper for allowing half of the shit that happened in that one that shot game master was
1: was a trooper of troopers.
0: <laughs> that's so great. Oh man. And that's just those are some examples of the amazing characters you can run and keep in mind those were all level 7 characters. Yeah. So we were like dipping into the prestige class territory. We were dipping mm-hmm. our get our toes wet in prestige classes. It was great. And those are just some examples of some of the incredible characters that encapsulate the Star Wars universe, Stephen. And just I hope they inspire any at least one listener to make a male dancer toy twig- Gorian.
1: <laughs> let's um let, let's let's loop it all back. Let let's get our let's collect our findings about playing in a one shot and, and get them in a nice compact form for our, our listener. Tegorian gyrations aside. So we love one shots. Why do we love one shots? It's your chance to be big, be bold, be creative and be explorative with all the vast ocean of player options. Swissy has to offer. It's your chance to be more dramatic than usual. I hope you're a fucking dramatic player. Cause you know, that's good. And it's a space opera, baby dramas in the fucking name. Come on. Exactly. It's your chance to do something distinct and memorable. It's your chance to really taste the higher echelons of power in, in really any system, but Swissy especially. Um, and it's your free lease to be annoying, but of course, never disruptive.
0: Heck yeah, Steven. Way to... You know what? Fuck what you said, Steven. I'm going to make it even more succinct for our listeners. Oh. Have fun. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck fuck you, Steven. Were it so easy. <laughs> I'm afraid in your anger, you forgot to have fun, Lord Vader. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I know the
1: more open ended discussion style segments of, of the show aren't always the most popular. And, and hey, that's OK. We, we don't mind one bit. Um, if you have feedback for things you'd like to see on the show or what you think of this segment or, or any others, you know, we'd like to take a break from reading wiki pages every now and then. Wink, wink. But yeah, please reach out at darktimeswissy at gmail.com with any feedback at all. Things you want to hear, things you don't want to hear, things you want us to feature on the show, reach
0: out. Thanks. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, right?
1: Yeah. That was that was pretty good. Really good.
0: Went off the rails a little bit, but I had fun. Me a too. Uh, like a funny. one like a good one shot. Good one shot. Like a good one shot. Aw, let's end on that. Let's send you guys to the break. It's the break time
1: six thousand subredditor subscribers on r slash saga edition it's
0: as if six thousand redditors were were silenced
1: oh my god oh my god i'm not ready for that um
0: the disturbance sam when we started this podcast
1: the subreddit was coasting through the 2000s
0: and we thought that was a a big fucking deal (laughs) yeah that's crazy right that's so awesome. It's all because of us, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wish we could take credit for that. I don't no, think we can.
1: It's We we cannot. It is it is a collective I effort. I think
0: <laughs> we've been doing this show, what, like two years? Almost uh, two something years. Something like ago. that, right? I, I think the Book of Boba Fett can be to blame. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <laughs> we got to give credit where credit is due, Stephen. The Book of Boba Fett and season two of The Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> season three, you mean? Um, (laughs) there's a few directions we can take this joke um i'm gonna choose to take them nowhere (laughs) yeah congrats to the the swissy subreddit Six thousand souls out there all loving swissy together Uh, hallelujah sam it's amazing (laughs) yeah um also thank the, thank the maker yeah thank the maker a big hearty shout out to patrick r our latest patron at The ten dollar tier, congratulations, Patrick, and welcome!
0: Holy shit, Stephen! What does Patrick get? Patrick, if Patrick stays, if Patrick is faithful, if Patrick, <laughs> if Patrick does not stray from the path, yes, yeah, so if Patrick
1: does not does not uh, fall to the temptations of the dark side, Patrick will receive a patented custom Dark Times Swissy T-shirt with our logo on it and a sticker, and and that's just that's just the basic shit. That's just that's just the the fucking gimmies.
0: Yeah, that's just the material shit. If you care about that. Yeah. Other than that, Patrick also has our 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 thanks, eternal, (laughs) everlasting thanks. And access to a a pretty nice selection of digital
1: assets made by yours and mine. Truly also first and probably certainly exclusive access. to The ever elusive, ever upcoming Dark Times module.
0: Ever, ever, ever upcoming. Yeah, that's fair.
1: (laughs) And this is probably a perfect segue. This is something we're doing for the month of May only. Owen Casey Stevens is a veteran D20 RPG developer who's been at it longer than probably most of us have have been alive here at the Dark Times podcast and those listening. Owen is a grand soul who is, you know, lead designer for a little game called Starfinder. Uh, He's looking down the barrel of an awful lot of medical debt, so we wanted to help him out as a community. All revenue that goes to our Patreon for the month of May will be matched by yours truly and gifted as a donation to Owen. Owen's preferred way of receiving support is one of two $35 PDF RPG bundles that are evaluated at $700 apiece. So whatever you decide to do to help Owen, I sincerely hope you do.
0: Those will be listed in the description as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, I've linked to, there's a a big uh, mega thread on Reddit that has all of Owen's contact info. So you can, he's got a Ko-Fi, he's got a Patreon of his own that you can just go to directly. Please go to those. Um, But yes, uh, every donation to our Patreon this month will be matched directly. If you don't want to pay the $35, if maybe you're already, you know, thinking of being a patron and this sweets the pot. Whatever you choose to do, it's grand, it's generous, and it's going to go to Owen. Yeah. And uh, I think it, uh, we're, we're overstaying our welcome here in the break, Sam. I can feel the ground shaking beneath us, crumbling apart <laughs> as we.
0: <laughs> I can feel the world between worlds falling apart yeah. around us.
1: <laughs> I can I can feel the listeners' patience boiling away from their their Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> the we we have the dark times hiatus. The darkest summer is is ever approaching. Um, there will be no. Mainline Dark Times content or episodes for the months of July and August. There's going to be we we don't feel we don't really know what to do with the Patreon during a hiatus because you guys are still you know giving us money to to do what we do. So there's going to be two items of exclusive Patreon content. We aren't fully settled on what they're going to be, but they will be announced before we go on hiatus to the darkest summer. Um, if you have any questions about the hiatus, if you're scared, if you're worried that we're going anywhere, don't worry we're just experiencing some big changes in our lives and uh, we just need a little time to catch our breath and get back on our feet and we'll come back as strong as ever. So I think that covers all of our items of business, Sam, unless you've got anything. oh, else. Steven,
0: Steven, I get, I'm huh? holding the door open. I can't hold it for much longer. Steven, the, the <laughs> podcast Vader is coming and he's a pro. You have the plans. <laughs> oh God. You gotta get the listener, get them out of here. It's yeah, like I, Star got, to I got the you card know, here. Like- yeah. <laughs> Get the get the rest of the episode plans out of here. It's a princess listener. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck! (laughs) Beyond the threshold.
1: A plus. Oh, what what did he bring us?
0: Hope. (laughs) A build. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There it is. Oh man. Steven,
1: what we got, where where are we Floyd
0: at? Floyd has brought us Green Doug.
1: Oh, get that sick beast out of here.
0: <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But Sam, isn't Green Doug a creation of the Dark Times Canon trademark registered copyright? LLC. LLC, exactly. I like to think, per- me personally, I like to think there's a Green Doug in every shady corner of the galaxy, Steven. I don't know. I've never seen so much green dug in the whole galaxy. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was
1: literally <laughs> opening my mouth to say that.
0: <laughs> sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, no, you de-
1: you deserved it. You earned it. You were quicker to the punch. Higher initiative or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was already talking yeah. and you were being polite. <laughs> As Lloyd Krolick said, here's a possible stat block for green dug. I made him an issue Tib trader slash con man. He speaks just about any trade language and travels the Outer Rim in his ship, the Gullcatcher, making deals and swindling the marks he encounters along the way. He might have an astromech on board to handle the ship's systems, and maybe a bodyguard type to keep him safe when the grift goes sour. He's good at getting black market deals, minus two to black market cost multiplier, using score, along with knack and fool's luck if needed, he will make good use of deception rolls against his marks. If things go sour on him, he'll use innocuous, better lucky than dead, and dumb luck to get out of the situation. If he needs to fight, cunning attack, cunning distraction, intimidator, and lucky shot are his go-to. His DT-12 Heavy Blaster has tech specialist, plus one accuracy, and a pulse charger upgrade. Now, Steven, this is a CL-12 Medium Ishi Tib Scoundrel 6 Noble 1 Charlatan 3 Crime Lord 2. What the hell is an Ishi Tib? Well, Steven, they're amphibious humanoids with a beak like mouth and angry looking faces. Well, uh, so
1: is my mother in law. You don't see whop, me. Whop. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld ass.
0: Pendequel? Penduquel, maybe? Pendukel? Pendukel? P-N-D-E-W-Q-E-L-L. Worked for Sidon Ithano. Do you remember that guy?
1: Oh, my favorite Star Wars character, Sam.
0: He's the discovers Count Dooku's treasure. It's a clone, red pirate, crimson pirate, or whatever. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Well, so oh, he's shit. not he's not a uh, <laughs> an Ishi Tib, but oh. Penduquel who worked for him is. Uh, spoiler: He dies to super battle droids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only we all could be so lucky. Hey, PSA for those kids out there. You know this this upcoming Halloween, don't forget watch those wrist rockets.
0: Yeah, don't forget to check your candy for Ishi Tibs. Holy fuck. (laughs) Or perhaps you remember Goom Sam, uh, Goom Sam, maybe Senator of the techno union, who was also an issue Tib. you know, they're the ones with like the, they look like kind of flower faces. Yeah, no, I looked them up.
1: Yeah, no, these guys, these guys are iconic.
0: There's a few rebel ones as well. They're not usually named, though.
1: Yeah, I think you could get an Ishi Tib cosmetic in the new Battlefront games.
0: Oh, thank God. I was itching for it. That's for sure. (laughs) People are writing in, uh, (laughs) begging. Kathleen, please give me an Ishi Tib. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take two. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. An Ishi Tib on the rocks. Uh, Zloy wasn't kidding, Stephen. This guy speaks nine languages thanks to the linguist's feat. Hey. Possibly a multi-class bonus feat from the noble class. Thanks to the friends in low places feat from Scum and Villainy and the connections talent from the lineage talent tree, this particular Douglas Verde gets that fancy minus two the black market cost multiplier when attempting to acquire any objects he fancies.
1: You're 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 a clever one.
0: Thank you, Stephen. Emerald Dougie is also a slippery filler. For example... With innocuous as a swift action, you can make a deception check against a single enemy within six squares of you and in line of sight. If the check equals or exceeds the target's will defense, the target takes a minus five penalty on all attacks made against you until the start of your next turn. Steven, that's way fucking better than than suppressing an enemy. Oh, because sure. As enough. you remember, suppressing an enemy is minus two to the next attack that target makes.
1: Yeah. Not to mention a full standard action. where As a full just standard a action.
0: Yeah. This is just a swift. It's crazy. Emerald Dougie also has better lucky than dead, which is once per encounter as a reaction, you gain a plus five luck bonus to any one defense until the start of your next turn. Great. If you're going up against some Jedi or if you're going to be pushed off the ledge by move object, (laughs) you know, all that. (laughs)
1: Damn.
0: Last but not least, he's got cunning distraction. When you successfully faint an opponent in combat, you can immediately move up to one half your speed. That's not bad. It's really good for getting out of the way real quickly.
1: Seriously, I, I like this. is a quite a slippery character. This is a green, slippery like green algae. Here is what we're yeah. looking at.
0: <laughs> algae, Doug.
1: Yeah, algae, Doug. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, there's a lot of green dugs in the galaxy, Stephen, and I hope we get to see them all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man, Stephen. Sam. Yes. Oh we're it's, done with the show, right? Or there's nothing nope. else?
1: It's been a while. We've got some a little bit of extra things here. Uh it's time for another Dark Times Bounty Build Showcase. This theme Sam, can I get like a like do you like the Windows ninety eight MIDI or midi board drum roll
0: right here? Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Or do, do an embarrassing sound, sound clip from like uh, off mic that you have. I know you have a whole folder of incriminating shit I've said into a microphone. <laughs> One or the other. Don't tell me which. Pathfinders. It's time for the Pathfinders Build Showcase. Wait, we're, is,
0: we're, we're finally departing from Saga Edition? Is that what's going on?
1: Huh, see, I, <laughs> I, I knew that would happen. I knew that would happen. Yes, that's true, folks. We are leaving Saga Edition behind finally. And we are launching our first Pathfinder build showcase. No, uh, not, not the game Pathfinders. There's there's a prestige <laughs> class. And I know some of you out there may not know it. Cause I literally never see anything. Anyone talk about this, this prestige class anywhere, but I happen to like it. If outlaw was the super scoundrel class. And if elite trooper was a super soldier class, Pathfinder is your super scout class. And it's really, really cool. Reading from the rebellion era campaign guide, Pathfinders are experts in survival and exploration in desolate areas. They receive special training in quickly creating operational zones, including basic offensive and defensive measures. Not all who fall under the umbrella of the Pathfinder description are members of the Alliance Pathfinder units. And the essence of the Pathfinder is a scout that can create a safe place for their people to set up a base of operations. Bring us your super scouts, your tactical survivalists, your leaders in the wild, your Rambos, your MacGyver, your Dutches. Yes, folks, indeed. <laughs> the, uh, there's a lot of alliance, rebel alliance, Pathfinder unit lore tied up in this prestige class. But as we know, as you know, as they all know, Sam, names in Swissy, what do they mean? Jackal. Go ahead. Go crazy. I, it would be cool to see like an imperial Pathfinder, someone to root out and, and destroy hidden rebel positions. But I, 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 we all know I love rebels. An Ewok, maybe I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like every time I mention one, I, I eliminate a possibility of a, of a submission. That's someone actually
0: doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, pathfinders go crazy. Let's. I want to see level twelve build submissions. They must have at least one level in the pathfinder prestige class. We ain't talking Pizo here, folks. Those will be due to our inbox at darktimesswse at gmail No later than 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time, Sunday, June the 4th.
0: Wow. Pathfinders, huh? Better find the path to the best bounty to showcase. Right? Sam, you're fired. (laughs) Before you let me go, can I at least hear the trivia that we have this week?
1: Fine. Fine. With the exception of being sucked out of a Cloud City window, Mark Hamill did all of his own stunts in The Empire Strikes Back.
0: That's really That that really softens the blow, ironically, to my <laughs> severance from this podcast.
1: Speaking of softening the blow, Mark Hamill had to bang his head 16 times on the ceiling of Yoda's hut before director Irvin Kirshner <laughs> was satisfied with the scene. <laughs> I also read that Luke, or Mark... Mr. Hamill would get repeatedly frustrated with many of the Dagobah scenes. So they would bring out Miss Piggy, Frank Oswood, to to cheer him up, which is just really funny to think about.
0: Wait, wait, Frank Oswood bring out the Miss Piggy puppet.
1: Yeah. And like like talk to to Mark as like Miss Piggy. (laughs) I wonder if there's any footage of that anywhere like that would that would make my fucking day.
0: Oh, my God uh pigs in space <laughs> uh every time i think of mark hamill banging his head on the ceiling of yoda's hut all i can think of is i hate brenda <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, classic steven um did you have another piece of trivia
1: oh and so i'm just a, i'm a bit of a v head myself so i, I found this fascinating uh, this was the first movie to to first be mastered with a uh, a five to one surround sound mix. That's a uh, five audio channels and then one subwoofer.
0: Wow, five audio channels, Stephen. I've never seen so many audio channels in the whole galaxy. Wow, it it really begins as <laughs> as it ends, right? It's like poetry; it rhymes. No, I don't think I'll ever experience the luxury of a five point one surround system. <laughs> you have I have one in my house. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh you but, fucking idiot but I'm idiot. fired Stephen I won't be able to enjoy it you can still come over I'm not going far oh okay yeah. all right well who are you gonna get to replace me next episode oh um you, you ever hear of my bim bam <laughs> no you got the Travis McElroy to do the show with you Stephen they didn't want him <laughs> <laughs> The Dark Times is produced and edited by me, Sam, for now. Uh, Steven is my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Dark Times SWSE or email us SWSE at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. Uh, tell a friend about the show. Tell us you told him about the show and tell everyone about the show and tell us you told them. We'll shout you all out in the show. Tell your moms. Tell your mom about Especially the show. Especially if she's hot. <laughs> and then give her Steven's number. <laughs> Steven, do you have one final quote for us this week? Control, control, you must learn control. (laughs) (laughs) What if we were...
1: Me when I'm stuck on the tutorial level for uh, Control for the PS4.
0: Yoda trying to play Control. Yoda watching Luke play Control. Shoot that one! Oh man! Reload, you must reload. Um, can we do an April Fool's episode where you and I just do Yoda impressions the entire episode? but we yeah that like would like be it's pretty. All we've ever done
1: that would like be hell on my throat, but I, I'd give it yeah. a shot <laughs> just once you only gotta do it once yeah
0: <laughs> objective you seek objective <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow yeah very very good
0: G'day, good everybody. Go-